Trigger warning. The following episode contains references to gore, human suffering, death, factual inaccuracies, several entitled people making light of all these things. If any of the aforementioned topics cause you discomfort, you may want to listen to a different episode. Statistically, one-third of the people on this podcast will probably die in a horrible accident. I'm Adam. Capitalism. We've got your best interests at heart. I'm Kelly. How much is it to make the fire escape out of iron? How about cardboard? I'm Sean. Ooh, honey, what's that smoke? Get the plane. I'm Andy, and this is Acid Pop. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Acid Pop, where this week we'll be talking about industrial disasters. Oh, goodness. They're they're the disasters of industry. (laughs) Is a separate episode going to be about chemical fires? Well, researching this, industrial disasters tend to fall into burn, boom, and break. The three please. (laughs) I'll take break, please. Let's start off with the etymology of industrial disaster. Uh, Industrial, obviously, coming from industry, which is from Old French, industry. Ah, but probably Wait, pronounced snootier, <laughs> uh, meaning cleverness and skill. Mm-hmm. As in industrious. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, industrious meaning diligent. And then disaster comes from <laughs> Middle French disaster, Italian disastro. Yeah. And we know it. It's, it's the, the ill star. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's still one of my favorite words. You know, you, this was destiny. <laughs> it was foretold in the stars that your house was going to blow up. It happened to you. It, like, the, the stars hate you. I don't know why Brad Pitt hates me and why he broke my house, but... <laughs> Brings to question the phrase, you're a disaster. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, I'm a star. <laughs> you're an ill omen. Alrighty, so let's do our acid pop quiz. We'll start with a couple true falses, because a lot of this stuff has to do with some OSHA, <laughs> OSHA oh, shit. Oh, yeah. Now, is this pass fail? It is. <laughs> The, the fine for getting an OSHA question wrong, Adam, is $12,000. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, so true or Let false. Let me get my safety gear. True or false. You should, you should have to walk no more than 100 feet to reach a fire extinguisher in a building. I'm going to say false. I think it's 25. Yeah, I mean, closer seems like it would be better. I think every employee should have to have a fire extinguisher tied to them at all times. <laughs> yes, yes. This, this Maybe two. Solve all of our problems. <laughs> that sounds true to me. It is false, but and it is lower, but the it's only like 25 feet lower. It's 75 feet. Oh, okay. So Seems you should be able to walk 75 feet and touch a fire extinguisher in your own home. Yeah, when we moved into this place, for whatever reason, the person who lived here before us was really fire safety conscious. There was literally two fire extinguishers in every room. Hmm. What? Yeah. Hmm. And I don't have that many rooms. Yeah, but the place never did catch on fire. Well, lived with a pyromaniac before, I guess. True or false? A workplace must have at least two fire exits. That's got to be at false. Least. I mean, some places only have one door. Yeah. I mean, would the front door count as a fire exit? Yes. I I think two seems good. I'm going to say this is true. It is true. Although some businesses will need more depending on how many employees they have, the capacity of the building, and uh, how far apart the exits would be if you like put the front door and then the way back door. No, you can't have just... You can have both fire exits right next to each other. No. (laughs) You stack them. It's like, oh, I can't reach. Malicious compliance. (laughs) That'd be bad and wrong. (laughs) Uh, So we have some fill in the blank. How often should a business or factory do a safety inspection? 
Ooh. I feel like it would depend on the industry. Yeah. Like, I hope nuclear power plants do it fairly frequently. Yearly, if not more frequently. When I used to be a manager, I used to have to deal with the fire marshal when they came around, and I think that was once every three months. I'm going to say once every three months. Yeah, quarterly sounds good. Yeah. I'm going to say four. <laughs> so I want you to keep in mind that these are recommended. I could not find any OSHA regulations that were like, you must do safety inspections. Oh, interesting. Uh, it's annually for most businesses. Oh, okay. But for places like laboratories or places that manufacture toxic chemicals, they say twice a year. So every six months. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I guess the fire marshal isn't really the same thing as OSHA. So. Oh, there's a, oh my God, there's so many fire. Like uh, I can tell I used to have to deal with them at my, uh, the school I worked at. So. Yeah. According to NASA, at what height is a fall almost certain to kill you? NASA. NASA did a study. (laughs) (laughs) Dropped people off a series of buildings. Four stories. (laughs) Hmm. I mean, if the second Batman movie taught me anything, I think he was holding the guy two stories off the ground, and he said that wouldn't kill him. That's true. Four sounds pretty good. You know, like ten minutes later, it killed Harvey Dent, so. Yeah, it did. (laughs) No, he was at three stories. I'm going to go with three stories. (laughs) I'll just keep climbing up the ladder. I'll say five stories. Well, I don't have, like... How tall is a story? 12 feet. That's a, well, that's a point of contention among a lot of people. <laughs> story doesn't actually have a, uh, a a proper measurement. Story is not an imperial unit. It is not. So what, what did you say, Sean? What was your... Well, to feet, it would be 48 feet. Well, NASA says it is 39 feet or 12 meters. Oh, I think Adam gets it then. So he said... So that's a, three stories. Nice. I was the furthest with going over. (laughs) (laughs) Roughly three stories, unless you know how to land and all that, you are likely to die. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. It's a long way. Is that one of the situations where you should just go like limp? (laughs) (laughs) You know, I didn't look up the stuntman stuff. (laughs) They they also recommended to slow your velocity to spread yourself out as much as possible. Yeah. And you go uh, Burning Man on them. Puff your cheeks out. Yep. (laughs) Open your mouth. (laughs) Blow at the ground. Why do most business doors open outwards? It's because of the fire stuff. Yeah. Because yeah, if so everybody's... run screaming. Yeah, if everybody's trying to rush out, you don't want the door to have to open inward. Yeah, so it's sort of people panic in a fire and they all press up against the exit. Yeah. But it's kind of funny because that's required on new buildings, but it's not required to retrofit old buildings. And, and it's also... grandfathered in. Yeah, but it's also not required if you happen to put in a new door. Like, if you just, like, open a building and the fire marshal comes and checks it off, you can be like... Okay, and 10 minutes later, put in a door that goes the other way, and that's yeah. totally well, fine. Well, now that he's gone, I can do whatever I want. <laughs> yeah. So you, you all are very, very much correct. It's, it's when, when the mob is panicked, yeah. they're, not, they're just going to be pressing against you. And if you try to open the door, it ain't working. Yeah. yeah. That, this is also why most fire exits have those crash bars. So if yep. everybody mm-hmm. is pushing up against you, you're bound to open the door just with the pressure of the people behind you. With all those people behind mm-hmm. you helping you. Helping. <laughs> Air quotes. Just conga line out of there. Got a couple terms. What is a colliery? Colliery? That's like a broccoli, but it's white, right? Mm-hmm. Well, that's a green collie. Oh. I was going to say some sort of dog that cooks. <laughs> oh my God, Adam was right. Uh, no, it's a coal mine and all the buildings associated with that coal mine. Oh, yeah. Colliery. I think I've mm. heard that before. And finally, what is a gas flare? Is that like a backdraft? (laughs) It is the movie Backdraft. (laughs) That's when you work in a gas station and they require you to wear buttons. (laughs) (laughs) I say that's a mine fire. Mine. 
Have you ever seen like uh, pictures of oil fields where the uh, towers look like they're on fire? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They do that to burn off waste gas. Otherwise, the pressure will grow and the thing will explode. Oh. So this, this goes for there. all sorts of chemical plants and like gas places. Yeah, you see them all over the place. It's also slowly pushing the building into the ground. <laughs> <laughs> it's moving Earth's orbit slightly. <laughs> So I'm going to start off with the the smallest of the disasters I could really find. I mean, it is a big disaster, but you know, we're going smallest to greatest. No, I'm, I'm I I just picked a whole bunch that I liked. Wikipedia is very helpful. They have a page of death tolls from highest to lowest. Oh, nice. So this is just this is just Andy's top five or something. Oh, I got a lot here. Uh, but it's the Hawks Nest Tunnel Disaster, and we're starting with this one because it doesn't have a, a compatriot. Like, some of these are like, this is a bad disaster, this is a worse one. This, this one is, is a good one. And it's one of the ones I could find that wasn't about a, a, a burn banger break. The Hawks Nest Tunnel, it's, it was a tunnel being built to route water from a place called New River in Golly Bridge down to a dam Golly. so it would, build, so it would uh, generate more electricity. Okay. okay. So they did an underground river? Yes. Now, during the construction of the tunnel, the workers were like, hey, what's this? And the Union Carbide said, oh, my God, that's silica. Can you guys mine that? <laughs> okay. So they were digging a hole and they found something precious. Well, silica is used to uh, electro uh, electroprocess steel. Oh. Yeah. Just, so they were just like, while you're down there. Yeah. I mean, you guys are digging this tunnel anyway. I don't know why the workers didn't find it suspicious that all of their managers started wearing masks. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> They all had really bad colds. <laughs> Within the year, there was 3,000 cases of silicosis, which is silica silicosis. gets... Silica, you breathe in the silica, gets into your lungs, and causes horrible scarring. Hmm. Yeah, your lungs turn to plastic. Yeah. <sighs> Within a year, that's crazy. Within a year. And the, uh, like silicosis usually takes several years to appear. So Apparently they yeah. found a bunch of it. <laughs> Lucky them. According to the marker on the site... It says there are 109 deaths. Oh, man. And 110 employees. <laughs> a congressional hearing, however, placed the death toll at 476. Oh, man. Oh, am I supposed to trust a bunch of politicians or a sign out <laughs> in the woods? Private research done into this has the death toll at 700 to 1,000 amongst 3,000 <laughs> workers. Jeez. One in three. So, yeah, uh, as we're going to find out, a lot of this stuff was upper management going, eh, fuck those guys. <laughs> Shocking. In a capitalist society? <laughs> what? No. How could this happen? And there's also a lot of people in the South that were working off the books. Uh, like they oh, went up there yeah. to dig. So mm. there might be many more dead from this that we just don't know about. Yeah. Uh, do you guys want collapses, explosions, or, well, mining? <laughs> Let's work up to explosions. The 2013 Savar building collapse is my next thing here. Okay. Uh, it is in uh, the Savar... Ooh, these are hard words. Savar <laughs> Apazila of the Dhaka district in Bangladesh. Whew, good work. Whew. This building was designed to have businesses in it, not a factory. Okay. It was also supposed to be five stories tall. Huh? As it is an eight-story building. <laughs> how, how did that happen? Three, three stories were not approved. They were just built. <laughs> now, so another building was placed on top of it. <laughs> the head of the Bangladesh Fire Service and Civil Defense... And Ali Ahmed Khan said, hey, those floors were built without a permit. The architect was like, eh, those are designed for shops, so it's not going to be much of a problem. What are you going to do about it? They're there now. <laughs> so there was a ton of factory equipment above 
things like a bank and <laughs> restaurants and little shops of horrors. Little shops of horror. They put three more stories on top and that's where they put the factories? Yeah. <laughs> okay, just checking. A bunch of architects said, well, this doesn't seem to be working, but the place stood for like a year. Have so you we let played it Jenga? <laughs> a television crew went there on the 23rd of April, 2013. With all their heavy television equipment. Yeah. <laughs> and filmed a, a thing about how the building seemed to be cracking. <laughs> <laughs> And showed the cracks in the building. Now, see, when I jump up and down on it right here, <laughs> you can watch it spread. So the building was evacuated and like all the shops and stuff were closed. Well, that's good. Immediately, the guy who who owned the building went to the meeting and was like, nope, building's safe. You got to, re- everybody has to return tomorrow. That's nothing but paint. <laughs> now, the people from the factories said, were told that they would lose out on a month's pay if they did not return the next day. Well, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> well, they were only making like $12 a week. I'm saying they should just lose the one day. So the very following day, everybody went back to work and the power went out. Well, sure, that's a coincidence. So they went up to the uh, to the top floor and started up the diesel generators. <laughs> Shaking the whole building. <laughs> the building immediately collapsed. <laughs> Say, George, I was just reading an article about resonant frequency. Really interesting stuff. You see. <laughs> So there were 3,122 workers in the building at the time of the collapse. Oh, man. That's a lot in three stories. They said it was like an earthquake had struck them. Yeah. And that was people in the neighboring town. (laughs) Now, immediately, the United Nations says, oh, my God, can we help you? And Bangladesh says, no, we are a proud people. We will sift through the rubble ourselves. (laughs) We created this mess and we'll cover it up with some tarps. (laughs) The government said, we do not need the UN's help. We are well equipped for this sort of thing. They were not. Happens all the time. (laughs) Third time this week. So more than half the victims were women, Mm -hmm. along with their children who were in the nursery on the same floor. Oh, bring your kids to work day. What a terrible day. (laughs) It took them until May 10th to finish up trying to rescue people. (laughs) April 24th to May 10th. Have they ever researched how long people can go without water? Because it's not long. Well, the last person found was a woman named Reshma found 17 days after the collapse who wow. was drinking her own pee. Makes sense. <laughs> what were the causes for this? Well, the structural integrity of the whole thing. Yeah. Because it was for commercial use and not factory use. The extra three floors added quite a bit of poundage. Sure. And it was also built on a, a pond that had been filled in with like sand and shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we just kept building buildings till they stopped sinking into the ground. Plus, Omar had a really big dinner the night before. <laughs> Jumping up and down on those diesel generators. <laughs> yelling, I'm diesel! <laughs> <laughs> the death toll that they're admitting is 1,134. People just crushed. I'm sure the rest moved away. Well, surprisingly, <laughs> they, they say, like, they saved 2,500 people. Oh, okay. Even without, like, even by going, hey, fuck the UN, I'm just going to have my friend sift through this. Yeah. Well, that and like, man, that's at least a five-story fall. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's lots of rubble to hit on the way down. It's true. It is considered the deadliest structural failure accident in modern human history. Oh, wow. Wow. Also the deadliest garment factory accident. <laughs> that's saying a lot, too. <laughs> that's a competitive category. <laughs> Speaking of garment factories, I believe you both might have heard of the Triangle Shirtwaist Factory Fire. Who could forget? Yeah. <laughs> the Triangle Shirtwaist Company was in New York City. And it had, you know, it, they made shirts Triangles. and then garments. That, and shirt waists. Yeah, shirt waists. <laughs> uh, it was on the top three floors of, of this of this building. And it can only be described as like the consummate sweatshop. Yeah. 
doors were locked because they thought the teenage girls that worked there were stealing. Yeah. There was a single fire escape. Yeah. The girls worked 12 hours a day to make $15 a week. Oof. <laughs> but, I mean, do we... But we don't know what that... W- I mean, it's bad, but, like, what would that be in today's money? <laughs> that is after conversion. I have to look it up. Uh, there were supposed to be four elevators that uh, moved people up and down the, the floors, but only one of them worked. And the one that worked was down a long, narrow corridor. That <laughs> <laughs> got smaller as you went down it. <laughs> so, essentially, what happened is that there were 600 workers in the factory when the rag bin lit on fire. And here's the thing. Just spontaneously. I had to read like read and watch a lot of stuff as a janitor for safety. Almost all of the fires that are started in these videos that they showed me are a rag bin. Yeah. It's like the rags are on fire again. Yeah, we learned about in our uh, combustion episode that there are certain chemicals like yeah. I think paint thinner and super glue and things that if you mix them with cotton, they'll just catch on fire. Uh, I also have to mention that these... Uh, the people who owned it were named Blank and Harris, and they hated their workers, every single one of them. Oftentimes, if it, like if people were going to go to the police or something, they'd hire thugs to beat up those people. <laughs> and they were notorious for paying politicians to be like, oh, you didn't see nothing. Why were they so malicious to their workers? Because money. the workers wanted money. They want money, Adam. How That's dare they? Them. You bastards. Make Give a them the opportunity to work 12 hours making shirts, and this is how you get repaid? You can't have that money. I want that money. This is my money. So the rag, the rag fire started. Immediately, the manager ran over to the fire hose, which he tried to turn on, but the valve was rusted shut, and the hose itself fell apart in his hands because it was rotted. <laughs> it turns out it was decorative. And the, the handle was missing because the owner thought somebody would steal it. Oh, no. <laughs> and there was a quarter slot next to it. <laughs> this is back when a quarter is worth $500. Wow. <laughs> Uh, the workers tried to go to the elevator, but it could only hold 12 people at a time, and there are 600 people. <laughs> it was not in great repair, so the operator, bravely, stood in there for four trips until oh, wow. the uh, the elevator broke down from the heat and flames. Yeah. That didn't stop the girls from trying to take the shaft. Yeah, I would. Uh, yeah. Many of them just jumped, and unfortunately, this is a eight-story building. Ugh. But surely it's full of, you know, shirt waste that's the bottom, at the bottom of that shaft. <laughs> yeah, just, just shove all the shirts in there. <laughs> Quick, sell a parachute. Not <laughs> <laughs> the thread's on fire. <laughs> now, a bunch of girls ran to the stairwells. But because the stealing. But <laughs> I was going to say, that's what all the signs tell me to do in case of a fire is take the stairs. <laughs> uh, the door was locked and they could not get back up out of there. Jeez. See, those signs always have a little asterisk at the bottom that says, unless you're a thief. <laughs> Now, there were some workers who were able to get out uh, because the fire started on one of the lower floors and they went to the one fire escape, which, like we said, was very thin yeah. and jumped to uh, nearby buildings. And then the fire escape fell down. Yeah. Melted off. <laughs> so what do you do then? Well, you can't jump down the, the elevator shaft. It's got a line. <laughs> I mean, you could just climb down the outside wall, but I have been playing a lot of Spider-Man lately. <laughs> oh, my God. All these women have superpowers. <laughs> I regret not getting that fast pass on my way in today. So the, the firefighters pulled up and they saw women jumping from the top of the building. Could you quickly request a sick day? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sick, I'm sick, I'm sick, let me out. <laughs> they said, do a flip. The firefighters quickly unfurled their, their nets to like their catching nets. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, but unfortunately, <laughs> the net was very, uh, very quickly destroyed when three girls jumped at it at the same time. <laughs> Just like fishing. It said left a human-shaped outline hole in the ground below. <laughs> Twas fire killed the beast. That's my daughter. Beast. <laughs> this all took 18 minutes. 
Oh, man. Oh, wow. It's a good response on the firefighters. Yeah, yep. Well, maybe they're down the street. If I remember right hearing about this story before, like they saw people going and standing out on the window ledge and then one of two things would happen. Either they'd basically shrug and take their chances and jump off or they would pass out from smoke inhalation and just fall off. He's right. You figure after enough people have jumped to their death, you've got a nice soft <laughs> landing zone. I don't like I, run down that ramp of people. Once the elevator shaft fills up, you're like you're just falling on a pile. I can't get out the door. It's too piled high with corpses. <laughs> the death tolls: forty nine workers burned to death or suffocated. God. Thirty six in the elevator shaft, <laughs> and fifty eight on the sidewalk. The sidewalk. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Got it. <laughs> it's not the fall. <laughs> we made it. <laughs> yeah, I seem to remember like that fire started a whole bunch of rules, <laughs> just like. Okay, from now on, no locking your workers in the building. <laughs> yeah. That is until um, Walmart came along. It did no, start a bunch it. of rules. However, <laughs> the, the two dudes that owned the place and did all these awful things just walked away. <laughs> they were, they they were up on manslaughter charges. Ooh, that seems fair. They didn't get proven well, guilty? Here's the thing. They hired a very dirty lawyer. <laughs> and the judge was their cousin. <laughs> he would call up, he kept on calling up the same woman to the stand, and she would repeat her story near verbatim. Okay. To which the prosecutor said, obviously the defense has rigged this. Yeah. And told them a story to tell. You okay. must acquit. Huh. These ladies, the, 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 like, the, basically it's like, these ladies obviously just hate this these dudes, and the fire's not their fault, so come on. I mean, they probably <laughs> started it. <laughs> they were stealing shirts. <laughs> uh, it did create a huge fire... Uh, it's, it's called the Sullivan Hoey Fire Prevention Law. Yeah. It just sucks that those guys just like, they paid a bunch of politicians. They're like, bye. Yeah. Talking about uh, locking the barn after the horses caught fire. <laughs> I haven't heard that saying. <laughs> I have, I'm going to do just one coal mine because this one's really shitty. <laughs> I cannot pronounce this word. Coal. <laughs> oh, damn it. <laughs> uh, it's a Chinese word. It's B-E-N-X-I-H-U. Binshu? Uh Sure. Yeah. The Japanese called it Honkeiko. I love Honkeik. The Honkeiko colliery was started as a joint effort between China and Japan in order to mine coal. Sure. Go teamwork. <laughs> it became less of a joint effort during the Second Sino-Japanese War when Japan was like, you know what, fuck China. <laughs> uh, which, which lasted from uh, 1937 <laughs> to 1945. So it was going on during World War II. Mm. Yeah. Like the Japanese were a bit, there's a bit of animosity there at that time. Yeah, a bit grabby. In which the Japanese went and said, okay, all you Chinese workers, you are now slaves. <laughs> Congratulations. Uh, please work very good. <laughs> so they were not given proper food. They were not given proper clothing. There was typhoid, cholera, and they had to work 12-hour longer shifts. That seems to be like a sticking point with most of these people that are like, hey. 12-hour shifts? Yeah. Now, if mm -hmm. I've learned anything about slavery from America, there were some good slavers there, too. Took good <laughs> care of their coal miners. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So they could eat half the coal they dug up. <laughs> That's Delicious. good earth minerals. This went on for a while until April 26, 1942, when an unknown source sparked the coal dust in the mine. <laughs> if you don't know, coal dust is what causes like the black lung. It's also sure. very, very flammable. <laughs> coal is flammable? That's stoichiometry for you. The dust especially. I'm looking at you, bin of rags. <laughs> <laughs> Damn rag bin. Think of the man who unfortunately invented the first lighter. <laughs> hey guys, hey guys. Look at <laughs> <laughs> Sudden, like the, the mine exploded and sent flames shooting out of every mine entrance. Probably looked pretty cool. 
<laughs> Probably. <laughs> oh, it must be break time. <laughs> the, the miners who were outside quickly said, oh my God, my friends are on fire. But the Japanese <laughs> guard said, no, 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 no. We don't want you. You're supposed to be out here. Like, so you're not off for another here? 10 hours. Stay on task. <laughs> when when they when the uh, Chinese workers insisted upon attempting to go down in the mines, the Japanese set up electric fences at the entrances to the mine. Apparently they had a lot of time on their hands. Yeah, seriously. They laughed when I put these up the other week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm turning them on now. <laughs> Zort. Instead of trying to evacuate the pits, like you should before doing what they're about to do, the Japanese said, eh, they're just Chinese people, and shut off <laughs> all the ventilation and sealed the pit head. I said, am I right? Giving a little nudge to the slaves that are crying on the sidelines. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, there's six billion now. What are you crying about? Would shutting off the ventilation, like, would that snuff the fire? It's, yeah, uh, yeah, actually. It's supposed to. It also traps everybody the in people. there. Yeah. <laughs> Fires like air way more than people. After the disaster and after the fire had died down, it took the remaining miners 10 days to remove all the corpses and rubble. <laughs> We're mining for something new now. Mining for people. Every time oh, they'd swing their pickaxe, and go squish. I'm like, oop. Oh, God. Struck a rich vein of veins. <laughs> All the dead were shoveled into a mass grave nearby, and the Japanese said, I don't know, 34 people died. <laughs> I just Give eyeballed it. Now, said the man who's never won that contest of guessing jelly beans in the jar. <laughs> 10 uh, three, 11? A, new, a nearby newspaper, however, was more generous. Said, Oh, no. Like, like They said 40 people died, but they only did it in like 30 words. Yeah. So it was given, like, very little attention because, you know, we don't want to talk about it. <laughs> don't want to look bad in front of the Japanese. Many years later, the Japanese did erect a stone to for, for a, a monument, which Say a says 1,327 people died. Wow. <laughs> that was 34% of the miners that were working. Oh, man. Wow. Again, one in three. That's like the magic number with these things. Of all those people, only 31 were Japanese. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So of the 34, they only really cared about 31 and then like their three favorite slaves. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, only 31 people died. <laughs> people in quotes. <laughs> oh, humanity is terrible. The worst coal mining disaster in history. Yeah. The, and, and the mine reopened and those workers had to continue until the Japanese surrender does. <laughs> Let me do one explosion. The Texas City Disaster. What could be bigger? Now, this happened in the in the uh, the city of Texas City, Texas. The old worst thing ever, Texas City. I love how Andy takes on a slight southern accent <laughs> anytime he's talking about the South. Uh, yep. He's been playing a lot of Red Dead. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. <laughs> so this was a port city, and sitting in its uh, in its port was the uh, boop boop the Grand Camp. Okay. The old Grand Camp used to be the SS Benjamin R. Curtis. And it was transporting ammonium nitrate. So that's like band camp, but for pianists. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, ammonium nitrate is used as a fertilizer and an explosive. Sure. <laughs> well, you got to see the growth explode in your corn. <laughs> it's a good tagline. Explosive line. results in less than a week. Uh, there were also two more ships next to it. The High Flyer. And the SS Flamethrower. <laughs> it's just the High Flyer. The other one didn't have more explosives on it. The other one also had ammonium nitrate. <laughs> two poop ship. <laughs> Now, ammonium nitrate, uh, if packaged improperly, will heat up and catch on fire. Yeah. The longshoremen that loaded the bags onto the onto the ships as they were getting ready to leave the uh, the coast said, these are kind of warm. And they said, shut up, longshoremen. <laughs> Ew, warm bags. Yeah, wuss. <laughs> Get back to work. <laughs> on April 16th, the day that they were doing this, smoke 
started pouring out of the grand camp. <laughs> hey, uh, boss, can we do something about this now? Later, I'm on the phone. <laughs> For an hour, they tried to extinguish this. Was not working. <laughs> so, uh, around 9 a.m., the captain said, okay, we're going to steam the hold, which is you flood the hold full of steam to take away the oxygen for fires, so it's... Okay. Okay. Well, unfortunately, ammonium nitrate creates its own oxygen. <laughs> <laughs> which, which, uh... Was not only bad, but the steam started converting some of the ammonium nitrate into nitrous oxide. Oh, man. Ooh, fun. <laughs> this is a poisonous explosion now. Well, it also accelerates flame and all that good <laughs> stuff. The steam pressure built and built and built until the, the, the ship's hatches blew open. <laughs> Poo. <laughs> which caused a yellowish smoke to start to billow out, <laughs> which attracted a bunch of people who wanted to see what was going on. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you know? <laughs> well, I never... <laughs> I ain't never seen yellow smoke. <laughs> Smells kind of... <laughs> so that, that was 9 a.m. Those burst open. At 9.12, the vessel detonated. <laughs> <laughs> Ding! Just waited long enough to gather a good crowd. <laughs> this only gonna get one shot at this. <laughs> this not only uh, was a big blast, but it caused like it caused a 15-foot or 4.5-meter wave. Wow. It was 15 feet up to 100 miles off the Texas shoreline. Holy crap. It leveled 1,000 buildings. Made a small tsunami. (laughs) It destroyed the Monsanto Chemical Company, which then lit on fire. (laughs) (laughs) What was the chemical fire I was talking about? This is like when you play Pandemic and things start to just cascade. Yeah. Yeah. There was bales of twine on aboard the... All aboard the Grand Grand Camp, which lit on fire and flew across the city. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what were they picked up by seagulls <laughs> like the explosion was like Vroom. are you sure this isn't a john woo movie <laughs> it could be blew all the doors off the maximum penitentiary prison <laughs> some people had gone up in sightseeing airplanes to see what all the smoke was about <laughs> the wings were sheared off of both planes <laughs> just fell right off no it's an air canoe forced them out of the sky in a spectacular way <laughs> Nearly all the windows ten miles away, up to 10 miles away were shattered. Wow. <laughs> Man. Well, I guess when you have a 15-foot-tall wave go through. So what you're saying is probably none of the, the onlookers survived. <laughs> no. <laughs> the, the steel that made up the ship was uh, measured at about 6,350 pounds, and mi- much of it flew off at supersonic speeds. Wow. Landing in nearby towns. <laughs> <laughs> in Kentucky. So the official casualty estimate was 567, which was all the crewmen aboard the band, not the band camp, the grand camp. <laughs> all the kids in band camp that were right. And the store. entire fire department. Okay. Well, the first explosion lit the high flyer on fire. <laughs> <laughs> they attempted to take her out to sea, but unfortunately there was a massive wreckage and people running everywhere. <laughs> Quick, sink it, sink it. <laughs> The high flyer exploded 15 hours later. Oh, man. 15 hours and they couldn't get it out of there? <laughs> this only killed two more people because everybody at that point was like, let's get the fuck out of here. Oh, I'm moving. Everyone was already dead at that yeah. point. The propeller of the high flyer flew a mile inland and is now part of a memorial park. <laughs> <laughs> Just never moved it. We can't pick it up. It's not a bug. It's a feature. <laughs> In addition to the uh, 500 that we said were dead, there was also more than 5,000 people injured and 100 million in, in uh, 1911 dollars, 1911, 1947 uh, dollars, which is 1.1 billion mm-hmm. today Jeez. in damages. But the plants in that town grow fantastically well. 
everything is just great here. So the last disaster I'm going to talk about is considered the worst industrial disaster of all time. Oh, man. It is in Bhopal, India. Ah, yes, I've heard of this one. I don't know that I have. Union Carbide, our, our, our lovely Union oh. Carbide again. <laughs> I know about this one. So Union Carbide said, God, we need to build a factory to make all of our poisonous gases. But we don't <laughs> spend a lot of money. So we used to spread them all around town. Let's just put them all in one building. <laughs> well, he said, of course, yes. Let's put it all in India. It's going to be great. Like, and it's going to be just as safe as yeah. the one that we have to here in the States. Yeah. India will love it. <laughs> we won't cut any corners. <laughs> Wink. It's not. Huh. You'll find out. The biggest thing that they were uh, manufacturing was methyl isoconate, which Sounds is super, super safe. <laughs> well, it makes pesticides. Ah, perfect. <laughs> Funny thing about pesticides. I think they work on people, too. <laughs> well, some people are pests. Yeah. Haven't you seen that movie? <laughs> the pest? I try not to. <laughs> oh, wait. I'm thinking of. Yeah. No, no. It's the pest. I was thinking of the jerk. That's a good one. Humicides. It's colorless, heavier than air, toxic, and irritates skin, eyes, and mucous membranes. Mm. So it does everything. <laughs> Makes your voice all deep. They decided to build this building 20 feet underground. <laughs> now, after a while, the Union Carbide wasn't making as much money as they'd like. So... <laughs> Fans go first. <laughs> well, the safety inspector... Was said, fired. Hey, guys, <laughs> there seems to be a lot of like little things going on. Like, we're also storing truckloads of unsold pesticide in here. So that's not super great. And they said, no, you're fine. So she quit. <laughs> the plant's operator at the time said, hey, guys, uh, if we keep doing this stuff, there's going to be a disaster here. I said, what do you know, guy that works there every day? Yeah, they said, what do you know? Also, shut down that refrigeration unit that's supposed to keep the pesticide tank cool. Yeah, on your way out. It's costing us money. <laughs> there, there, there were three safety systems in place to... Uh, to keep the gas from be getting, you know, explosive levels. One of them was already broken. They had <laughs> they just, just fired shut down the second refrigerator. <laughs> and suddenly they're like, hey, there's a lot of leaks of this gas <laughs> around here. But that helps with the pressure. So they bought them some canaries. <laughs> In fact, the leaks became so commonplace that on December 2nd, the supervisor was like, oh, there's another leak over here. I'm going to have my tea first. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get, I'll get to the it. The alarm that normally went off for this, which everybody had been hearing for weeks, went off. Well, they, they unplugged it because they've been hearing it so often. <laughs> Within the hour, I, he, I guess he took a long tea. Wow. <laughs> Maybe there's other people places they should have tested for wasted money. Hour-long tea breaks. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you get with the uh, old British colonies. That's true. <laughs> so we can turn off the refrigerator or get rid of tea breaks. And they're like, oh, not our tea breaks. <laughs> <laughs> I need my Earl Grey. So within the hour, the reactions that had been caused by all of these uh, these lovely leaks caused one of the pressure valves to, valves to build up so much that it released 40 tons of the gas into the air. Ton wow. Tons of gas. Anyway, gas. The gas quickly spread 25 miles or 40 kilometers across the, across the nation. Wow. Well, now, the government doesn't know how many people died that night. <laughs> But they estimate 3,000 to 5,295. 5, that is a bit okay. of average. <laughs> Amnesty International says 7,000 people from this initial release. Man. You make it and sound like there's more deaths coming. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's just within the first three days. Amnesty International also says 25,000 people have died from the, uh, the gas exposure. Man. Like side effects afterwards. Yeah. Cancer Roughly half a million still have health problems. 
Oh, geez. That's a heck of a lawsuit. If they'd done anything wrong, wink. <laughs> Many activists note that uh, the, the 3,000 number doesn't make any sense because the government approved pensions for 5,000 widows. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Why? You're saying 3,000 deaths, but you're approving 5,000 pensions. And that's assuming every single person there was male and married. They only had to uh, pay four, 470 million damages. Uh, okay. Which for every person getting exposed that was still alive was about 2,000 bucks. <laughs> Let's say if they have 500,000 medical issues, that's like $2 a person. <sighs> Union Carbide said, no, that's Union Carbide India. We're not going to go clean that up. <laughs> So there were two types of people left after this disaster. People who had the money to move and people who were poor. said angry and dead. <laughs> the people who could move, moved. Yeah. People who were poor are still there. Well, <laughs> some of them are. Yeah. The ones who haven't died yet. Nearly one in three children is born with a birth defect. Oh, God. Is that one in three again? Man, it's like totally In these towns. Uh, many children come out covered in boils. Ooh. <gasps> They are delivered clean water because all of their drinking water is poisoned forever now. <laughs> but it's hey, pest-free. like us and Flint. Yeah. But the government doesn't seem to be super into delivering the water, so sometimes the water is late. <laughs> we, we were busy. We having dr- tea. You drank yesterday. <laughs> well, so sometimes they have to drink the water that's, you know, sure. full of the stuff. <sighs> you get enough of the stuff. Uh, one woman took a, took a reporter out to a pond and began cutting grass. Underneath the grass, as she cut, was revealed to be pools of mercury. Whoa. What? Brightside, I bet that water's wow. pest-free. <laughs> oh, yeah. You can no longer dig in the mud to make it like they, they make those clay ovens. The mud there is poisonous. Any food made in those ovens <laughs> will kill you. This place is cursed. Plus, if you stick your shovel too hard in the ground, it explodes. <laughs> the curse is called greed. <laughs> There's so many bad things there that... There's nothing you can do. Yeah. <laughs> the, the woman that took the reporter out said, what are you going to do for me? People have been coming here for years and they haven't done anything. Uh, we're dying from drinking the water. We're dying from breathing and we're dying from eating. And I don't want to die. And she died five months later. Oh, oh God. great. <laughs> great ending. <laughs> <laughs> da, 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 da. This is the worst industrial disaster of all time. Oh, yeah. You guys have any industrial disasters? <laughs> <laughs> I used to work at Goodwill. And I worked in the back where, you know, we got all the donations. And an asbestos-filled tank factory. <laughs> yes. We used to get our products in these in these big totes. We, we, we listed books online. And we had these big red totes. But there were these other yellow totes that they put all the hazardous waste in. <laughs> Don't touch the two together. <laughs> so we'd get like, because people would donate just like, they'd, they'd just give us their trash. So we'd get like half filled bottles of bleach and, you know, paint thinner and things like that. I'm not using this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and they just put it all in a tote and then they just stack all the totes together. <laughs> and uh, right next to our rag bin. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, put them on a forklift and bring them into our our area and so you'd you know be red tote red tote and then you'd get a yellow tote and if you opened it up it'd just be everything would spill so you'd just wow. have this liquid bottom of paint thinner and bleach <laughs> and nail polish oh, and you're just sloshing back and <sighs> forth 
And sometimes they'd run out of yellow totes, so they'd just put the stuff in our red totes. <laughs> so you'd go to open it to get books, and you'd be like, why is this slooshing? That seems like a bad sign. Books don't sloosh. <laughs> Not normally. So we would just constantly be carrying these totes out to back to the where they were supposed to be with a big sign that just said like hazardous waste do not bring to books do not bring <laughs> i was always thinking about like you know there's certain household chemicals where if you mix them together you get poison gas yeah yeah, yeah. so if nobody has any more disasters let's move on to what are your morals worth hmm. you are all safety inspectors oh okay you've been given a, i don't know a promotion demotion depending on what you're doing right now <laughs> Sure, they get paid well. You are led to a textile factory where you find just so much wrong. So much wrong that you're like, this is going to go bad eventually, and it's going to go super bad. The doors are locked. The the fire escape is rusting. Breaking bad. Dogs are running loose. Dogs and cats living together. How much do I have to pay you to turn a blind eye? (sighs) It's going to have to be a lot, I can tell you that. This is where I get ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, if you'd asked me this question before I knew about that shirtwaist fire, (laughs) it probably wouldn't have been too much, but like... Yeah. Like, it's not just that everything's not up to code. It's like, it also looks like it's on the verge of collapse. Are yeah. they locking people in? They are. But to be to be fair, one girl stole a sock. <laughs> Don't <laughs> worry, girl she was shifty, punished. Looked shifty once. <laughs> How many people worked in that factory? 600. 600, okay. So let's say 600 workers. Let's say I want to pay them $50,000 a year. So that would be, what, $30 million? I think. Yes. So if I get 30 million, I can just give each worker their 50,000 bucks and go, go find yourself a new place to work. <laughs> go find a good job. It's not a bad way to and think of it. And if you wait until the disaster happens, you'll have to pay a lot fewer. <laughs> True. Pocket the extra. So we got 30 million. I'm going with my usual, this is ridiculous, I refuse to do it answer uh-huh. and saying $10 billion. Billions. It's not enough to pay them each 50 grand for a year. You can take a year off. <laughs> I mean, I like your logic, but I wouldn't have thought of that if I had just, like, walked up there. Yeah, I mean, I I would definitely, like, start some sort of financial aid for the survivors or something. <laughs> All two of them. <laughs> but those two are going to live really well. Or, like you said, tell everybody that they can get a new job. I'm getting you a new set of skin. So would you say 30 million? Yeah. I was thinking 50. So 50 million. See, I like Sean's idea, except... I'm not going to use that money to pay the workers. I'm going to use that money to pay off the corrupt politicians that are letting this happen. To pay uh, and then I'm going s- after them. To pay them off a second time? <laughs> well, not, now they're working for me. Yeah, exactly. Go double yeah. down on the bribery. Been double paid off. It's every politician's dream. So I'll, 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 I'll go $40 million. <laughs> I don't know how much a politician costs. <laughs> Sometimes they come cheap. Just get them like a nice dinner and a watch. Isn't that all anybody wants? <laughs> nice dinner and a watch? Yeah. You've never offered. Lobster and a Rolex. <laughs> <laughs> a lobster roll. <laughs> X. So if that's all we've got, then the show is over. <laughs> well, thank you for listening about my all disaster. I, I, Welcome I, to the end. <laughs> I always choose like the ones that are like the most depressing. <laughs> yeah. Remember when that woman died and nobody helped her? Good one, Andy. <laughs> Oops. Uh, so thank you for listening and we'll see you next time. Bye. Thanks to my co-hosts, and thank you so much for tuning in today. If you would like more information about today's episode, check out our website at acidpoppodcast.podbean.com. You can also find us on Twitter at acidpoppodcast and contact us at acidpoppodcast at gmail.com. Be sure to like, subscribe, and give us all the stars you can. 
Stay safe out there, and we'll see you next week. Did you guys get a Google? We've got several. I thought you guys had an Alexa. She stopped working. She was being a real bitch. (laughs) Got real uppity. (laughs) So there's other robots out there, Alexa. I gave our Google a British accent. What? You can do that? Yeah. Yeah, you just set her to British English. How? It's in your phone settings. Can I tell Andy's to go like Russo-American? Maybe. You have to get his phone, though. Ooh, Philippine. Ooh, Irish. Say mine to Irish. Well, you can set it to Irish? I'm going to check. It's the same as the British. Oh, it's the same. It's British still. Oh. That's okay. So to all faith in Begora, I'll be getting on it right now. Google, speak nothing but Gaelic now. Do you want to get off your fat arse and do it yourself? (laughs) That's what she said.